Are you looking to reach your full potential and achieve success in business and in life? Want only tried and tested guidance from people who have truly made an impact? You have come to the right place. Welcome to Five Questions with Dan Shabell. New York Times bestselling author Dan Shabell distills the most actionable and tangible advice from a variety of world-class humans, including entrepreneurs, authors, Olympians, politicians, billionaires, Nobel Prize winners, TED speakers, celebrities, astronauts, and more. Inspirational guidance, practical advice, and concrete solutions. Our 15-minute power chat starts now. Welcome to the 18th episode of Five Questions with Dan Shaw Bell. As your host, my goal is to curate the best advice from the world's smartest and most interesting people by asking them just five questions. My guest today is the chairman of VaynerX, CEO of VaynerMedia, and angel investor and best-selling author Gary Vaynerchuk. Born in Belarus, Gary immigrated to the United States with his family in 1978 at the age of three. He lived in a studio apartment in Queens, New York with eight other family members, eventually moving to Edison, New Jersey. There, he started his entrepreneurial journey by operating a lemonade stand franchise while selling baseball cards on the weekends. At age 14, he joined his father's wine business, renaming it Wine Library. Then in 1998, he launched Wine Library TV, which is a daily webcast covering wine, while growing the wine business from 3 to 60 million using email marketing, traditional advertising, and Google AdWords. Then in 2009, he launched VaynerMedia, a digital ad agency with clients including GE, Unilever, Chase, and PepsiCo. Since then, he launched several other ventures, including the Gallery, which combines his acquisition of the media properties PureWow and 1.37pm, in addition to athlete representation company Vayner Sports, and his latest serving small businesses called the Sasha Group, named after his father. Gary is the best-selling author of six books, including the classic, Crush It!, and has invested in Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and dozens of other startups. This is my fourth interview with Gary in the past decade and the first one to be featured on his daily documentary series on YouTube called Daily V, episode 504. What do you think has most changed and what has also been consistent? I think that the, the, things that, the thing that 100% is consistent is my intent, right? I have my own ambitions and wants and dreams and needs, but have an enormous appetite to also impact others out of pure legacy and karma and good and just believing in that. So I think that's unbelievably consistent. Believing in hard work, believing in like consumer-centric thinking, um, trying to impact people along the way while I'm on my own mission, realizing it's a world of abundance and everybody can win and thus me winning and my audience winning feels like a good thing whereas I think a lot of people try to monetize their audience. Um, I think the things that change are just experience and perspective, right? Like I didn't know anything about the corporate world when I started VaynerMedia. Um, I think my perspective on investing has evolved, you know, just, you know, uh, you know, when I first got into it, the market changes, the realities of the market change. And so just being experienced, I've never managed a thousand people before, so that gives me that experience, you know, and so my, my hope is that the thing that always makes me palpable and will allow me to succeed is I do think I'm very comfortable in my intent. And I think the other thing I think I'm pretty good at is adjusting to realities and, and challenging things I believed in. What do you think the fine line is between hustle and just really working really hard to be able to live your dream 
and burnout? When, it, when can you go too far? Yeah, I think it's a super important conversation that I think I'm completely, I'm often misunderstood because of my passion around hard work and hustle. You know, I, I think the answer to that question is very individual. You know, I get very upset when people um, try to suppress people from hard working without realizing that that's what makes that person happy. And you know, whether it's me or Jason Fried and, and DHH, like I think we actually agree on most things. I think the thing we probably would, I'm curious in a sit down is, you know, is it up to us to know when Dan or Johnny or Susan are on the verge of burnout and or do we know, like telling people like you should work 40 hours a week or 160 hours a week eliminates knowing what they're about. I don't know what to say. I, I think none of us get to sit on an ivory tower and tell people what to do. You know, do I believe that hard work is an essential part of the kind of success that people define? I do. Do I think working so many hours that it burns you out that you need to retire or quit or you're unhappy in perpetuity is bad? Of course I do. I think this is a self-awareness game and actually I think it's a much more interesting game of like do you know why you're working or what are you trying to achieve? I would go crazy sitting on a farm in middle America or doing 28 weeks of vacations. Not what makes me happy, but I unbelievably am happy for the people that makes it happy. I love the process of building something the way I want to build it. I would go crazy having all people working remotely the way 37 Signals does. They would go crazy managing a thousand people under a roof. I think it's about self-awareness. In terms of your responsibility as a leader with a big platform or any leader who is managing people, leading people to a you know, to living the purpose, to achieving big things in life and business. What is that responsibility now, especially in today's world? You know, to me, I first and foremost don't have the audacity or the ego to think like anybody should listen to me or I have anything like special to say. I'm unbelievably passionate on over communicating my truths and passions and beliefs and ideas. But, uh, but I feel no sense of responsibility with, I amassed some attention and a quote unquote big audience by never wavering to anything other than I have good intent, I wanna share my thoughts and dreams, I do not believe that most of my ideas you know, work for everybody. If anybody can get any value out of it, that makes me happy, I love that it's free. But I don't overburden myself because the reality is, is that I don't uh, expect or require people's attention. I'm so aware that I'm not capable of doing the wrong things that make me vulnerable to have a, like when people are like, you have a sense of responsibility. I feel very cozy with that because I'm not going to harass, I'm not gonna steal, I'm not gonna cheat, you know what I mean? So I'm not scared of like the big things that like, oh, I let down a generation or my audience. I don't, I wasn't parented or have those chemicals. Now, let me go somewhere completely different. Though I've really now gotten to a great place on this, could have it been possible that I texted and drove and hit somebody? It could have. Like, I'm a human. Like, humans make mistakes. Sometimes very big ones. So, you know, I, I feel a responsibility as a human being. The same one I felt as a 17-year-old kid that nobody knew as I do today with somebody who has a following. Having eyes on me doesn't make me want to be a better human being. Being a human being always made me want to be a better human being. Yeah, one of the big things that you always talk about and you have for years is empathy. Yeah. How can people be more empathetic at work and at home? Not completely sure, but I do think that making empathy a strength versus a weakness, I think a lot of people look at being kind or empathetic 
as like people walk all over those people, I think is a negative. I, I think empathy and kindness is an ultimate strength. If you know you need to be around more positive people to be positive, which is very logical, how do you go about finding positive people? Is it just you experience enough people, you go to enough events, yeah, I and think, you I think, sort it out and you figure I, it out? I, yeah, I think it's less hard than people realize. Like it's, you know, positive people are easy to sniff out. Like get out there or like even in your own comments or in online communities. I mean, I think that's where online is incredibly powerful. You can find them. You can find your tribe, you know? I mean, you could be playing Fortnite and talking to somebody that you teamed up with and like you can just smell their positivity, right? Or it's more about like I always talk, people always ask me like how do you hire better? I'm like it's about firing. So maybe the way you find more positive people is just actually get rid of more negative people. It's hard for you in the early days. You very hard. Really very hard. Bones. You're just trying very to hard. Very hard. And you changed. What got you there didn't get you to the next phase. Yeah, I just knew that I had to build, right? And you, you have to be better at 30 at 43 than you were at 34 than you were at 22. It's evolution, you know, at least you have to be if you have ambitions and you have to reconcile some of your natural weaknesses in the same way that you lean into your positives. And you know, I continue to evolve and feel very confident in that process. Thank you so much for sharing your wisdom, Gary. To follow his journey, you can read his books, listen to his The Gary V Audio Experience podcast and find him on Twitter, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, and YouTube where he shares his motivational advice, inspirational quotes, travels, and celebrity run-ins. We hope you enjoyed today's show and the amazing advice our guest provided. Remember that you can only benefit from advice if you can act on it. Before you do, we would appreciate your feedback in form of a review. You can leave a review on iTunes, Stitcher, or a podcatcher of your choice. Your feedback would be very much appreciated. Head over to danshawbell.com slash review now.